Hey everyone, this is the Jay Podcast. Welcome. And today I'm talking to a guy called Julia. Oh, Julia. You may know her on Instagram. It's Bike Code Julia. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. You're in some movie. <laughs> yes, I'm in some. Uh, yeah, I just moved to a different. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yes, I moved to a different part of Samui um, just to get a new environment because I've been staying in the same place for five months. And now I'm in a new area of Samui. And uh, there are, it's so crazy because there's so many gyms here. So now, like in my new area, there's like four different Muay Thai gyms within five minutes drive. So I've been exploring two of them and they're both awesome. <laughs> Exhausting. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was a bit worried about what you were going to say then. <laughs> the more a gym kicks your ass, the more you're like, wow, this was amazing. But okay. it's like you're trying. But you're like, wow, that's really good. Okay, <laughs> like so if you're okay. not getting your ass kicked, then you're like, well, that was okay. <laughs> that's true. That's true, actually. You do want to feel like, okay, that that's, that was a challenging workout and you got something from it. You drive a Yeah. Say that again? Do you drive a motorcycle? Yes, okay. motorbike. motorbike. So not motorcycle, I guess. Yeah, that would be way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just get a little bit of your background. You're Chinese-American. Um, you yes. mind us? Oh, by the way, this is, this is audio, so I can't nod. I have to verbally acknowledge. Let me, okay, yes. That is correct. <laughs> I'm also trying the video as well. Oh, okay. I raised my face. <laughs> no, even I'm so chill, but it's whatever. We're both fighters, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. So where in the States are you from? So I um, grew up in California until I was 12. And then I moved to China for like four years. And then lived there for four years and went to a French school there. Then I went back to the States, but lived on an island for three years near like near Canada. And then uh, went to LA for university for one year, didn't like it, and went to the East Coast to work. And, and uh, in a nutshell, so I always say, like if people ask me where I'm from, I say from California, even though I haven't lived there since I was 12. Yeah, went to a French school in Canada. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So my dad. Yeah. He um. When he was sixteen, he went on an exchange program to Switzerland for one year, and because he's very intelligent, he managed to become fluent in French in one year. And then he wanted me to have the same experience, and so he's just like, "Oh, you know, like Julie's around the same age. Plus, instead of sending her to like a English American school, we'll send her to a French school." And so I was already going to a bilingual school back in the, the States, but uh, yeah, that was definitely, it was like, you know, like sometimes you just survive, like, or to have friends, yeah. you just have to learn a language. Oh, so yeah. It's a very good method of, of like learning a language quickly, otherwise you'd have no friends. Wow, so you speak English, French? Yes, that's and correct. I'm starting from Thai, yeah, and it's taking me way longer than it took me to learn French. Yeah. Thai is very difficult. I'm not fluent. No, you're fluent. No, I'm not. 
I imagine you. Um, or... I, I spent the first part of my life in England, half, 14 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the second half in school. And, and when did you start? Late. I started fighting when I was like 18. Oh, really? Um, that, and so you moved to Thailand when you were 15 or 14? Yeah. Okay. And then you, did you start training Muay Thai right away? Um, no, but, I, well, just a little bit, but not like, uh-huh. not like so intense, you know, not in like the Muay Thai gym. Like my dad would like hold past me and just like a little bit here and there, um, mostly for exercise. And then it was like my, my dad hosting a fight, promoting a fight, and I was like, okay, like now I really want to get into it. Because your dad was hosting a fight. Yeah, he used, to, he used to promote MBK Fight Night. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. That is so cool. I and mean, his daughter's fighting in his, his promotion. Like it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, speaking. Uh, yeah, I just got my ass kicked by like a 16-year-old girl today. It was, it's so good. <laughs> it's so humbling. Yeah. So like, what got you into fighting? What, well, first of all, what got you into Muay Thai? And where and so, when? Man, it was actually one of those when it I first got into like the whole idea of punching stuff. It was a cardio kick, kickboxing class. Like my sister brought me to one of those, and it, you know it's like where you punch there, you go like, ah. and it was but it was exhausting. But then what was so cool was the coach. The coach actually taught us like proper technique for throwing the punch. And yeah. stuff. He's like, oh yeah, it's like you have to like throw the shoulder. And after the cardio kickboxing class, that was like five years ago or something, I was like, that's not like, I wonder if you like, can we bring it to the next level and actually punch something? And so then that eventually evolved. And then I was like, I took the kickboxing class, you know, kickboxing, cardio kickboxing, kickboxing. And then someone mentioned when I went back to California for a little bit, they're like, oh, you know what? You should try Muay Thai. It's even better. Like you can do elbows and knees. And yeah. So then. That evolved into that. And then um, I first started learning Muay Thai when I was in California. And then when I moved to the East Coast to look for work and internships and stuff, it was, that's when I continued, like, to pursue that passion. Where in in California? It was, oh, in California, it was in the Bay Area. So at Berkeley, San Francisco, that area. Um, Yeah, that was, like, the first Muay Thai gym over there yeah it's popular in california yeah there's a big scene yeah like east coast and west coast there's a big muay thai scene which is pretty cool, oh, cool. Yeah. so then okay so you went to the east coast after that and you started working you found did you find a gym there and you continued doing muay thai yeah i yeah the, so like in philadelphia there were like there's like at least like three Muay Thai gyms in the vicinity, so you had like a lot of choices. And um, and in the states, it's kind of like once you get into the community and you start going to fights and stuff, it's like a very small community. Like you very quickly start to get to know what, where the other gyms are and who are like the Muay Thai fanatics. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's like it's a small world, so it's yeah, no, quite interesting. Actually- and everyone's dream is to go to Thailand. Like, that's all, like, people who like Muay Thai, yeah. they want to do. <laughs> I stayed in the States yeah. for one year in California. So, like, yeah. yeah, I got to know the Muay Thai scene there. Like, 
like you said, like, where, where did you study? I'm in LA, West LA. I went to, uh, oh, nice. I went to David's gym, Muay Thai America, David Hui. Um, oh, I remember that. Okay, but yeah, it was good. Like, we went to some, some shows, and like, yeah, I met everyone, basically, like you said. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. You just go to a fight night, and you meet everyone. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so did you do any other sports? Actually, not really. So my parents were very academically oriented. So although I did like sports, all the I went to um, actually private schools my whole life, and there was never really a like a sports curriculum. Like you know, there weren't any sports teams or anything. Um, so so even though like. I, like, my dad came from, like, we were very athletic. Like, we liked to do exercise. I was, I never really participated seriously in any sport up until I dropped out of university and was like, I'm going to go fight <laughs> for fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my mom's Chinese and my dad is American. Um, okay. What was their thoughts? doing Muay Thai and wanting to... Man, because, like, now it's completely different because, like, it's so far gone, but, but like, at first, it was very, um, they're just like, oh, it's her hobby, right? Uh, cool, kind of violent, not sure, like, my mom was just like, I can't, my mom was, like, so, my mom is so anti-violence, and then she's like, Julia... Because I wanted to fight. She's like, dude, you can do it for exercise. But fighting, like, even if you, like, win, I'm not going to be proud of you because you punch someone and hurt someone. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, but, like, we mutually agree. It's like, we both want to be in there. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty fun. Like, you, become, you usually become friends with it often. Um, but I also, <laughs> it's just, like, I'm knowing her. Like, she, she says that, but then also she's, Secretly, she thinks it's cool too. Okay. It took her a while. She's like, yeah, do it for exercise. Right. Don't fight. First fight in Thailand, I got like elbowed up <laughs> straight in the face because I have no defense. Or, well, you know, it's yeah, like you yeah. So I got like a straight up into the chin. And yeah, and there's, I had this like huge, um, it was like a bruise. Like there now it's just a tiny scar, but I've had like this huge black mark on my chest for like a month. But, Your mom was still like, calling you was just my, like, my, like a giant band. <laughs> hey mom. Yeah. Was there any like did you ever feel like a cultural conflict with your parents and you being a half because like I mean me being half Thai, half English, like when I first grew up in England, I was so confused with like Thai and Chinese because my parents used to have a lot of Chinese friends in Manchester and I was like oh so I'm kind of like Chinese you know but then we were like, yeah. that's, that's kind of like how I thought I was like, I, thought, I thought Thai people were like pretty much like so bad did you visit Thailand like when you were little or you just never visited until you were not often there? and when we did we just went to the family house and like just around the family and then that, that was kind of it so I was like, okay, I don't, really, I don't understand what they're saying, and like, uh, you know, for me back then, I was like, everyone kind of looks similar. 
Sure, it looks glamorous when I win, you know, and all that. But, like, the grind, building up to the fight, you know, like, getting ready, it's a grind. Like, every day, you're doing the same thing, same drills to build up your body, build up the muscle memory. It's not, like, it's, it's building mental toughness. Like, the building yourself up into a fighter, it's, like, it's boring, and that that's what makes you tough. It's, like, the people who can, like, do the hard work are the ones who will be successful. Yes, you stick that out. But oftentimes, like, we just see, like, the flashy part. Yeah. And then don't realize. How do you get into the mindset before a fight? Do you have to, like, kind of psych yourself up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so jealous because I've seen so, I've had so many friends go into fights and seeing the different mentalities is so hilarious because there's some people, like, actually, like, a lot of girls some girls that they're like not scared at all. They're just like, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> For me, I unfortunately I get terrified and like unnecessarily terrified. I get so so scared. Um, and what has helped is like I focus what I've been doing um, to help because like actually like I actually can't control the fear. I'm just gonna I'm just like hey, regardless, I I'm not gonna be able to feel not freaked out. So we're gonna accept that I'm gonna be feel freaked out until the fight starts, and then you're in the moment. Yeah. And you're just like very involved in the moment, and you can stop freaking out. But um, but then like what I would do to help me is like I would make a list of things that I would I'd be like okay for this fight like I know in my previous fight I like I backed away a lot and it looked really bad like you know. So this time I want to stand my ground. I I only want to fall backwards one time, but keep on moving forward. I want to like throw combinations. I want to make sure that I'm listening to what because like you you learn from your previous fights the mistakes you make. So I was like, okay, that previous fight I totally blanked out to what my corner was saying. So I'm gonna make sure that this time I'm listening. So um, when you focus on instead what you can control, because like you can't control whether or not you can win the fight. Because sometimes they're just going to be better than you. Yeah. And it's like, you know, even if you train really hard, if that person is better, they're better. So what you can't control is just like, hey, what what actions can I control? Like, I want to make sure I'm checking. I want to make sure I'm doing this. I want to make so focusing on, yeah, the controllable factors helps to a certain degree. Like, instead of, like, instead of repeating, like, a mantra, like, I'm strong, I just, like, repeat my list of things. I was like, this is, these are the list of things that I want to do. Whoa. you have like your own you're in control because like if you've lost but you're like hey i did everything on my list you still feel kind of yeah. successful because you're like okay well like here's a new list of things i need to work on now but at least you know that's, i followed through with my new plan that's like what mike tyson says everyone has a plan until you get hit in the face okay i'm gonna go in i'm gonna do like a one two and a kick straight up and then but you're gonna get hit and then you're like everything goes yeah Yeah, well that's why like all the muscle memory has to come and well at least because like i'm still a relatively beginner fighter so it's literally not just me in the ring it's me in my corner because like every time like the bell rings i'm like okay what do we do now (laughs) (laughs) because I cannot think right now. Like my brain is like very, very limited. So I, I can listen to what you tell me to do, and I will do that. Yeah, that's good. But I mean, like I'm slowly developing more fight IQ. But it like it takes time, and it takes longer than you expect. Um, what's your record now? Um. So 
I think I, at least this is what I have on my Instagram. And I, I like wrote it down before. So I think I have seven wins and two losses. Um, and three of the fights were in the States. Um, which, like, it sounds like a good record, but I've also fought the same girl three times. Oh. Too, in time. <laughs> <laughs> she's the one that gave me the like the elbow oh to the chin God. that first time. Like she's she's a lot smaller than me, and but she's so good. <laughs> but they but it's gone to a point where it's just like we fought three times, I've won three times. Like it's we should you yeah. know they should not do that matchup anymore. It's just like yeah. they run they run out of female fighters, you know, in a lot of places in Thailand. So it's like, okay, well, we're, we're, you're on an island, you're available, she's available, why not? <laughs> they don't even ask you. They don't even ask you or her, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then like that that lady, she fights like every single week, and she always like no, but she constantly fights like bigger bigger foreigners and stuff. She's like, I admire her so much. Um, but yeah, it, it's true. Like there is a limit of like the number, and unfortunately, with Thai women, they tend to be you know like yeah. we tend to be a little bit more as a foreigner to be a bit bigger. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Like, when the was your last fight? When, when was your last fight? It was in February, and then the COVID shut things down. Um, yeah. When will they open again? So. As long as like the airports are closed, the international airports, I don't think there'll be enough enough tourists to actually like fill the stadiums to make it financially viable. So my hunch is that until the international borders open, I don't think like the stadiums in Samoy because I know like some places in Bangkok, it's like they have the television yeah. that can help with the income. So it's like you don't need as many people, but here it's just uh, it's usually like the foreigners that pay for the tickets. So my hunch is it's going to be a while. So right now you said you're in between two gyms. Have you settled on one yet? Um, I so I know that um, there is this uh, kind of cultural Muay Thai thing where you're supposed to stick with one gym and <laughs> you know, be loyal to that one gym. I, I know there's like a definitely thing, and also with the trainer too. They're yeah. like, oh, then you get like one trainer you have to train with that one trainer every time in my experience every time i go to a new gym or like train with someone new i like they see something that other people like at that other gym don't see like it's actually so interesting because every time you go to a different gym there's also a different style yeah. that they teach so i i personally like i really actually enjoy going to the different gyms and like and then like getting a little piece from each one um, even though I know it's like normally you're supposed to stick with one gym and be loyal, and I think like if you're in fight camp, yeah. it makes sense yeah. to stick with and have like the primary gym, yeah. But now that um, now that none of that is happening, I'm fun to explore. There's so many. That's I'm like I have like four within like five minutes drive. <laughs> yeah, but you know you make so much sense. Yeah, because now there's no fights happening. You're not fighting, so yeah, why not try the different gyms and get experience? see what feels most comfortable for you yeah yeah and each one like they buy something different they're like oh you need to do this or like then or you see common things yep i can't do a push-up yes that is something i need to work on <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
I didn't ask you like why did you why did you decide to move to Thailand and yeah what what happened. So um, I first came to Thailand, I think, three years ago, and it was for like 20 days. And when that happened, I, it's like when you visit a different country and you realize like the price points of different things, you're like, oh, food is like a dollar. Oh, rent is like this much. That actually made me, like, I got a general idea of the cost of living in Thailand. And so then that actually, when I went back to the States, I had that in mind. And so whenever I was, like, working and then paying for my rent, I was just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's actually a lot less expensive. Like, if, if because I, I already, like, it was always my dream to be, um, to be able to work anywhere from my laptop. And that's why I pursued, like, I, I started with a career as a programmer. Because I was like, that's awesome. Like, you know, it's a really relevant skill. It's necessary. You can build cool stuff. Yeah. And you can work everywhere. Of course, like, this is a whole other subject, but, like, it's a lot more complicated. Like, it's not that easy. Um, but so then when I actually moved to Thailand two years ago, it was with a goal in mind. I was like, yeah, I want I want to pursue the life of, like, earning an income through my laptop and, like, through work online and living wherever I want. And I still hadn't had everything figured out, but I just, I just made the leap because, like, after I paid, like, my rent in the States, I was like, well, this actually... What I just paid for my one month of barely scraping by can get me three months in Thailand. So the excuse, because oftentimes in the States, they're like, oh, we're saving up to go to Thailand for vacation. Yeah. And then having been there, I was like, well, actually, you know, if you think about it, you're probably saving by living in Thailand. And that's what, it, it, what do they call it? Like geo-arbitrage? Like that's what nomads specifically do. Like if you're earning an income online, it's, more financially viable for you to live in Asia than in like the States. Yeah. Yeah, you have a much better quality of life for like less expensive. Less expensive. Are you yeah. programming in the States? So I um I was like doing coding gigs, like building websites, and then there were some like freelance jobs. But recently, I've switched a bit more to content creation, and I'm helping, like, do remote content creation for what I'm doing right now, because it, like, changes. Before I, like, started, a couple months ago, I started a mastermind to teach people Instagram. And I'm just, like, trying out different things and seeing, like, what feels good, you know, like, oh, should we go down this way or go down that way? And right now, what I've been doing is I've been uh, helping, because um, I'm pretty good at, at building brands on like your social media because basically it's like how I see it. It's like, you're just, if a, a brand is already really good, you just have to storytell and tell the world, like, you know, their story in a way that's like conventional to the, so the, the platform. So, um, like recently I started working with like gyms and like, like there's a fighter like in the States and then there's a gym in Malaysia and I help them with their social media and content creation. So, yeah, you're still like working where you want to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's been really because, like, I actually I love doing the content creation because I ask them to do like tutorials. And then when I'm editing the tutorials, I'm learning from like different teachers around the world as well. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm, it's enjoying it right now. Yeah, really cool. Um, so in the gyms that you're going around right now, is there many fighters? Is there still like fighters? Oh, 
Uh, there are the people who live in like here permanently who have bought. Um, there are not as many as there normally are, but there are some. And everyone who's been here has already been here for five months, at least. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. How are they? <laughs> well, actually, because like Thailand, like we're on a tropical island, it's not really like the worst place to be stuck. It's either. not, but like in terms um, of like, and, mentally. Yeah. Well, actually, most of most of them, if they've already been here five months, like they figured out a way to like sustain. Um, and because there are still ways to go back home. Like, if you really wanted to, you'd be able to, like, catch a flight back to your native country. Um, you so, said, you said you've most been of them are here by Say that again? You said you've been here two years? Uh, I, I think, like, a year by... Because I came here last, uh, in 2019, in January. So about a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. You're happy here? Yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm starting to think about going, like, because, like, for example, just moving to a different part of Sydney as well, I was like, oh, this is so nice, I need to do this more, <laughs> and, like, go to a different place, and I was like, yeah, so I, in the future, I think I, I do want to continue moving to different geographic regions, so. I mean, you were in Koh Phangan. Yes, yeah. How'd you find that? Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. It's really beautiful and it's very scenic. It's <laughs> like when you've lived in Samui for a bit, then when you go to Koh Phangan, you're like, yeah, you drive everywhere and it's so gorgeous. Um, but having lived there, it's it's so weird. It's like once you've lived somewhere already, it's like you're like, ah, seen that. On to the next place. Yeah. But it's, it's very gorgeous. I highly recommend it. Right now, there's actually more foreigners there than there are in Samui. Yeah. I actually, like, I visited there a couple, uh, like, days, or, like, a week ago or something, and I was like, oh, my God, there's a lot, there's actually a lot of people there. Oh, wow. Yeah, because Copenhagen attracts, like, a very artistic, like, you know, they attract tourists, but they also attract, like, a permanent artistic and, like, very creative crowd. So, there, there's actually, like, quite a lot of, like, different, very creative people on the island. Of yogis and hipsters. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, but like, for example, I did a photo shoot like there, and then there's like, there, you know, there's like supermodels living on the island, like professional makeup artists. Like, because uh, it was like the, the model organized the whole photo shoot, and she got like the, the videographers and like the, the photographers, and you're like, oh my God, how did you get all these talented people? And they're just like all in the same place. And I think like, yeah, and it's like it's this, just a small, tiny island, but there's like, yeah, a lot of talent there. Let's go back to your fighting. Um, any pros and cons are you are maybe your best and worst moments or things in your fighting career? Even being a female fighter. Oh, that's a good question. Um, the the worst moment was when actually it was like my first loss in Thailand and I was fighting another um a, another foreign uh foreigner and and the thing is like I will never make this mistake again I underestimated her because like I saw a fight footage of her before and then I was watching the footage and I'm like 
real problem. I've got this. <laughs> like, I can, like, you know, I can be her. And so when I, it was at the Petchkoon Child Stadium, and then when I, like, I remember, like, I was in the dressing room and, you know, where they're wrapping her hands and stuff, and I, I look over and I see this girl, and she has these, like, huge muscles on her arms that I was like, oh, man. And she's sitting down, and I was like, don't stand up. Like, tell me we're the same height. She stands up, and she's, like, slightly taller than me. And I'm like, oh. And her arms look so strong, too. <laughs> and um, so I was like, okay, well, you know, it's this is very fair, like, because I have fought, like, a, num- a huge number of my opponents have fallen to me. So it's fair that I finally fight someone slightly bigger. But, um, yeah, I think, like, I'm never going to do this again where I, like, think that I'm assuming I'm going to win before a fight because what happened is, like, both my coach and I, like, we were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, I'm going to win. So then when I started, like, having a hard time fighting her and, like, I was actually losing the rounds, we actually, like, in between rounds, we started getting into an argument. Like, we were, like, arguing during the break. And then he's just like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you just punching her in the stomach? Do you? And I'm just like, don't ask me why I'm doing it. Tell me what to do. And we're like literally like arguing back and forth and like fighting in between oh rounds. God. And I think that, that was the worst. Because it's like, so we're like arguing, yelling at each other. Yeah, like in between. And then like after the fight, I was like, I was like, I was like okay, I didn't win. She won fair and square, but I think, like, you know, like, that was hard. Like, you know, it was a hard fight. I'm proud of myself. And then he was, like, so disappointed in me. And then I saw him, like, he was so angry. And I would just remember, like, bursting into tears, like, in the changing room and just, like, sobbing. And I think that was, like, my worst experience was, like, <laughs> because, yeah, I never want to experience that again. Is when you're arguing with your coach, like, during the fight. You're like, oh, that's can this not wait for later and it was actually like it's a huge learning experience because then after that we're like okay next time around like you hear some ground rules for how it was like not to make this happen so like the best like my most enjoyable memory was actually like the most recent fight where it was way better communication like we've because that that was the learning experience i learned from that where i was just like hey you know like some students they're okay with you because like um Muay Thai is still, like, a very masculine field. So sometimes, like, guys are like, oh, yeah, you can just yell at your fighter. Because, you know, that's how they were raised. It's like they get slapped around. Like, yeah. if the coaches, like, sees you're not, they, like, slap you. Like, and, and then, like, I was like, oh, please. Like, if you slap me, I'm going to cry. Like, I'm not going to react in the way you want me to react. Yeah. So then I have to, like, tell them specifically, like, I know you were, when you grew up as a fighter, like, your corner could slap you and, like, you know, like, to get your head in the fight, but, like, that will, like, break me. <laughs> like, I need support. I need verbal support. <laughs> so, like, our most recent fight, because we've, like, learned a lot, like, he knows, like, how, like, how to explain to me. So, that like, the best fighting is when you're actually, it's not just you that's fighting. Like, you go back to the corner, and it feels like a team. Yeah. Like, you're all working together. You're like, okay, this is good, like, but, you know, like, you should focus more on this, this is working, and then where you're like, okay, yes, coach, I got it, and it's, like, such a good feeling of, like, teamwork, actually, even though you're the only one in the ring, it's, uh, it's way more exciting when you feel like you oh, have yeah, your corner, you have support, you have your back. Yeah, 
know, when we're talking about the culture of Muay Thai, I definitely do feel that then in what you just said, like, it can also be like a, a cultural clash or the clash that we're, you know, we're female and they're male. So yes, they may like talk to us a little, a little bit harsher than we would like in some cases. Or like pushes a little bit harder, but yeah, we're also like, yeah, but I can be pushed hard, but yeah, it's not that hard, <laughs> you know. So there is something. Yeah. Different styles, like there's some women that they're like, yeah, yell at me, like you know, like, and then that will get me going. Yeah. But the, and I'm sure there's some men that are like, oh, don't like, don't harass me. <laughs> so it's like everyone just has like different styles, yeah, and so it's like. You can, like figure it out as you go, and then you have to like learn to like work together with a coach. Like it takes <laughs> me a while like, to get into the fight. So like when in the in, in round one, I'm always like kind of still asleep. So after, I remember once like, after the after the first round, I didn't really take too many hits. Usually I, after I take some hits, I'm like, okay, I'm here now. And I didn't really take so much. So I went to my corner after that round, and I said to my corner, like, slap me. Like I need to like wake up. And he didn't want to do it. He was like, uh, like so small. Have they ever poured the cold one on you? That you're like, oh. But like, you would be like, on, on your stomach. And you're like, what does that even that do? What does that do right now? You're like, oh, my intestines, all the like, all the like leftovers in my intestines have gone down. Oh, so many. Like a lot of tradition is in, involved in, in Muay Thai, you know. Maybe it's not the the most updated sport science, <laughs> but it's stuff that they've been doing forever. So they'll just stick to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, and best moment, your most, your favorite moment. Oh yeah, well that was that's what I told you before was like the most recent fight where it's like there was a lot there's a good sense of camaraderie. Okay, yeah, and unfortunately it's when you're winning, like you know, when you're losing, it's never pleasant. Like, you know, everyone's just like <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but you have to like those are also the best learning experience. But like in the moment, yeah, it's like it's hard to like have a good sense of camaraderie when you're losing. <laughs> but yeah. Um, is there any females that you're, like you, you would like to fight, or like maybe you just idolize, like you really like their style, and maybe like yeah, your favorite female fighter, something like that. Ooh, man! I mean, like actually, all female fighters I respect, and yeah. um, yeah, I have um, yeah, honestly, like just anyone who can get into the ring and just like, but. Also, when you go to the, the higher level, it's so cool to watch technical. There is, um, I unfortunately, I don't watch as many female fights as I, I should, and I should be more educated about it. Like, unfortunately, like, a lot of the stuff just comes from cool clips on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. For example, you know, there's a, there's a woman who fights in Phuket that's called Helen, um, and she fights. She's Brazilian. Brazilian, but like when I see her clips of fighting, it's like she is so calm and she sees everything. Yeah. I, I, it's just like, yeah, like oftentimes I only see like, like you know, like like ten seconds clips. But even those ten second clips, like she's everything is very like composed and she's looking. And then when she throws, 
it's like everything is like just very perfect and I was just like it's so beautiful how how like the little clips that I've seen <laughs> Because the girl I'm thinking of, I, I went to Phuket maybe last year and I, I saw, I think I saw her fight. But like her white crew, if it's this girl, her white crew is so sensual. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is it? But when she wins, does she, know, she, does she not smile? Because like this one, like whenever I see photos with her hand raised, she's just like. And <laughs> she's like, how are you smiling? This is challenge yourself like wow I actually did that you know I'm doing this like it is like empowering it's liberating I feel like I think that's why like a lot of us do it 
I like, I only wanted to try it. I only wanted to try one fight. And that, after that one fight, I was like, wow, this adrenaline, I've never felt this in my life. So, it, yeah, it becomes a new <laughs> So then it just kept, kept on going. And then, yeah, the adrenaline started to wear off maybe, like, after the 10th fight, it started to, like, go down. I was like, okay, why am I here? <laughs> so... Yawn. <laughs> oh, another one. Yeah, like, I would, like sometimes I go into the corner and I'd be like, oh, like ready to fight, you know? Just before the fight, I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> like to myself, what am I doing? So yeah, after like I've only had twenty fights, so after that I was like, yeah, I'm done now. Like I've had that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, I also feel like that's the best way, like, why I find also is because it terrifies me, but, like, I feel like it's also the best way to get better. Like, no matter how hard the sparring, it cannot sim- simulate, like, the, like, the craziness of being in an actual fight. Um, and I think, like, my, I think, like, the best way to get better, as if you're like, hey, I want to get really good at Muay Thai, and then you're like, oh, no, but I can't fight Muay Thai until I'm really good. In reality, you're like, oh, you know, actually, you should just fight as much as you can. And, you know, within reason, like, don't, like, hurt yourself, too. You have to make sure you're conditioned. Um, but, like, if your, your body is conditioned, you should fight as much as you can because that's the fastest way to get better, even though it might be humiliating because, you're, you know, it's like if you're not. But I think it's way better to just get in the reps. Like, that's the best way to get better. I agree with that because yeah. otherwise you're just wasting time and you kind of you're gonna keep on waiting and waiting and you're not getting any younger. So you know you may as well just do it. And the older that you get, like it's it's gonna be more difficult for the training, for fight preparation, and even recovery after the fight. You know you don't heal as well. So yeah, it's good. It's better to do it as soon as you can. Yes, you will exceed. Yeah, but oftentimes it's like we yeah we. It's a fear that's holding us back. It's not like actual skill because regardless of when you, of whether you fight, sometimes they're going to be better, sometimes they're not. Like the only variable that you can control is how good your cardio is. You know, like because that you can control within a month. You can train up to that good cardio in a month. But your level of experience, it's like not something you can fast forward. And the best way to gain more experience is by fighting. So like within a month, like you know, your cardio is good. Then that's best way to get experience and learn from the fight what's super cool like i don't know if you've noticed this but like you're when you're fighting you're bought and you like use a, a strike that works really well it becomes part of your muscle memory yeah like then that strike your body remembers and then that strike becomes like very effective and they're like wow why is the punch so good and you're like well my body kind of just remembers <laughs> that you know using it in the fight I used to like doing head kicks, and also there was like a, nice. a kick followed by a punch straight away. So like even before my my leg touched or my foot touched the floor or the canvas, my punch would go out straight away. So like it was like a double bup up. So like that would be automatic. Uh, a catch for every time. Like, Worked again. Other than those two moves, I'm like I'm not. My left knee has like muscle memory where it's just like I don't even think and it like goes up and like and then the girl crumples and I'm like, 
Thank you. A good knee is always good. Yeah. Okay, so it's good though. So like, you kind of basically you made it clear that you don't want to be like this big superstar fighter, and you're not. That's not your goal. You're just doing this for like your own like your own challenge. Your own. Like superstar fighter, the sacrifice. Like you were, you gotta respect like the amount of sacrifice that goes into it. Me, I I love the lifestyle of a fighter that's not just you know like I love eating healthy. I love training all the time. It's good for my mental health. It's also good for my mental health to like do other things and earn a living in other ways. Um. Yeah. No. Interesting. No. See, a lot of people no. say that they do. They say like it's a lonely sport. Really? Yeah. Um, I think when you're, I don't know, like I, I can't speak for the people who feel lonely, but for me, because my work like involves a lot of solo, like being by myself on the computer actually being able to go into a gym and because I like group classes like it's actually a way for me to like actually I need it yeah. like feel Socialize. like connected with other yeah. people yeah I mean there's so only so much eating together with people you can do but like in a gym you're like sweating and then like you're tired you're pushing yourself so for me it's it's definitely um it's not it's not a lonely sport <laughs> but I actually do it to help me like stay to like you know see other people because otherwise I'd just be like working I could be working all day on my laptop by myself because like yeah that's true like people like when you said they live eat sleep Muay Thai that is all they're doing so I guess like that whole repetitiveness and like have so many naps and they're always going and doing things on their on their their own I guess it like, yeah, yeah. When you live and sleep Muay Thai, it's like you can't hang out with your friends. Like you're either too exhausted. Yeah. Like that, I can definitely understand. Yeah. Um. So whilst being in Costa Mui over COVID, I'm sure you've seen a big difference in like a lot of things. I mean, over a hundred hotels are up for sale there. That's what I. <laughs> oh, that's really. Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, I mean, like. What can you say? It's just a lot quieter right now. That I mean, that's the biggest difference. You don't see like a lot of businesses just like seem to be out of well, out of business. We were just, I mean, like I was. We were just looking for like a place to have lunch, and we were like looking on map, and we're like, okay, this one's open, this one's left open, and both of them were closed. Like we ended up going to like the place we always go to because just like on the maps, yeah, like like I don't know what percentage of the restaurants have closed down, but. Yeah. So you said like your future plans you want to just keep in stay in Thailand but just like move around different areas in Thailand and just do that for now yeah well because like right now uh of the because there's a lockdown it, it is like until the, the borders and like until this quarantine has ended and like um it's actually safer just to stay in one country so while well, that's while well, that's going on, there's plenty of places to explore yeah. in Thailand. That's true. Thailand's- oh, numbers. It's actually they, I feel like they've done a pretty good job. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and last question. Yeah. Um, what makes you the happiest? What makes me the happiest? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I've well, it's not going to be that original. <laughs> no, okay. Well, I, well, I mean, like, why I pursued going to Thailand and all that was because, like, training Muay Thai, like, after class, that, that's when I feel the best. And I think it's like the endorphin rush. It's like the being with other people. It's like feeling the, the sense of accomplishment. Um, like I said before, like why I started like got addicted to Muay Thai was because it was like the best form of mental health that I could that I could use. Because I just I tend to be one of those people that is I don't have like I'm not very emotionally stable. Like it like it's easy for me to go down into spirals. And the one thing that has helped me consistently is not like their talk therapy is not medication it's actually just having like good training routine that and you know like yeah so that and i think like reading books also makes me really happy <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like it's like but no it definitely yeah, exercise i, I really just helps a lot too the social component yeah. Because usually, like, you know, usually at more Thai gyms, people are very nice. Yeah. But at least that's usually the case for me. No, definitely. Yeah. Everyone's so humble. Everyone's so friendly. I, I think it's more like something about being exhausted. <laughs> They're like, oh. Yeah. <sighs> well, it's, it's the same thing. If everyone's, if everyone's doing this, act, this physical activity, you know, everyone's releasing this dopamine. You know, they're all releasing a happy hormone and they're all feeling good about themselves. So, yeah, like, that whole vibe and energy spreads around. So, yeah, it is, like, a good vibe. And I love Muay Thai Gym. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, thank you so much, Julia. Everyone can follow you at Fight Code Julia on Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> thank you, Jane. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are, are we leaving? <laughs> no, one second. I'm just going to stop recording.